0: welcome to another episode of where in the folk today i'm cecil fletcher as always and we got mr henry toley and martin shaw returning returning champ here thanks for having me back if people are not familiar with you martin
1: tell them where in the folk you're at i'm in scotland uh glasgow area specifically just now nice so we brought Martin on today
0: because he's completed a feat that I've been working on for two years, um, but he actually finished his, he has recently finished a book that you actually have to read, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is a new concept for me. <laughs> i just talk to the thing, but um, Martin, tell us a little bit
1: about this book you've released. Uh, the book is called Unexplained Scotland. It's a collection of 20 stories, true stories from around Scotland, throughout history. It's paranormal, the unexplained, the weird. So, you know, we got UFOs, ghosts, possession, witches, cryptids, everything you can think of. And it's all told in kind of a bit of a fun style. You know, there's a lot of references, little jokes, just to try and make it as entertaining and relatable as possible. It's a uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to read, but, you know, also you get all the good information there. Nice. What was
2: uh, what was the biggest challenge for you writing it?
1: Um, the biggest challenge was getting the facts down or like the supposed facts. There's there's stuff that you would think would be universally agreed on and stuff, you know, you thought okay, that would be the bit that would be hard to, you know, get the direct answers on. People can agree on a lot of the weirder parts of stories but when it comes to stuff like what year it happened or the exact date or how old someone in the story was for some reason there's like a lot of variables in that so yeah it was really hard just getting the positive kind of definite dates locations ages the stuff i thought would be the easy part to find
0: whenever i do this research for shows that we do stuff names are an issue too like somebody's name would be john over here but jim here like it was the same character like i don't understand that do you think that's some kind of like propaganda they're pushing out like trying to make it not as believable like just by little
1: increments of things that don't line up <laughs> it could be that or it could be after the story was first reported oh, yeah. the guy the guy who was made fun of so much he was like man when you when you do it again don't use my real name because i can't i can't take any more emails
0: if anything like that happened to me, I'd be like, you make sure you spell that shit right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going down
1: in the history books. <laughs>
2: See, I, I feel like uh the way that you've structured the book too is kind of a recipe for success because if you focus in on one one uh kind of subcategory of of our world, a lot of times people get popped, like if you if you only cover like these ghosts and it's, it's just all these different ghosts and it, all of them are believable, but then you may hit the one that's like, absolutely, it seems real, but then it, it ends up being completely false. And then they're like, okay, the rest of your stuff is also BS because yeah, the, yeah. The, the one story, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I try to make it pretty clear that, you know, I'm just saying what, the facts are supposed to be you know wherever you believe it you know that's on you because the book is kind of for the skeptics as well you know i think anyone could look at it and enjoy it so you know true believers skeptics i think anyone can come in and have a pretty good time with this book
0: i'm i'm excited to read it and whenever i heard that you had finished it i popped a zipper i'm not even joking (laughs) i was like i can't wait to get this (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, man. It took so long to finish, I was so glad when I kind of, well, I finished it and then I was like, okay, and then it was the next draft and the next draft, so it was like finished and then, but not really, you know, I've still got a lot to go. Nice. When is it set to release? Um, the pre-orders start on the 27th of May, they're going to last about two weeks, then after that it's going to go to printing, and that should hopefully be uh, quite a quick process, you know, we got um, people on that already. There's digital versions as well, of course. They'll just be emailed out. Right. But yeah, um, hopefully starting the twenty seventh, maybe um, in about a month's time from that, people can have it in their hands. You know, so yeah, pretty quick turnaround. So I definitely, I'm definitely going to buy a copy
0: of it. So whenever the whenever the pre order comes out, send us the link and we'll yeah. retweet that to everybody. Oh, absolutely. And, um, so just to give everybody an idea do you want to tell a story like a rough story from one? you don't have to be exact or nothing, Leave a little bit out for the imagination so that they'll come get it if you want.
1: Well, I thought I could give you guys um some of the chapters, like uh, the headings. I haven't told everyone the full kind of 20 chapter list. All right. so I thought maybe I could um I thought I could maybe run some past you and see if you guys are familiar with them. All right, Probably- Sure <laughs> so on um on the website on the publisher's website just now the first three chapters are there. So I think you guys will know that cuz I've spoke about them on my YouTube channel before. So we had um Alistair Crowley in Boleskine House. oh yeah. So of course uh, he had his uh his little lodge on the shores of Loch Ness where he tried to summon the kings and dukes of hell. It was then owned by uh, Jimmy Page of always, Led Zeppelin. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm kind of interestingly, there's a foundation just now that is rebuilding it. They're pretty close to having it, you know, back in uh, livable condition. They're on Twitter. I've been following them and I'm like, man, I need to go visit, but people just don't don't learn. (laughs) I mean, it's caught fire twice in like the last five years. So (laughs) what was the second chapter? The second chapter was um, Bonnie Bridge and Zalas which was um, a small town in Scotland that had this crazy influx of UFO sightings. Um, The mayor of the town ended up having meetings and took it quite seriously. But then he got a message from an intergalactic ambassador called Zalus. Oh, yeah. And Zalus sent this guy to deliver a message to the mayor. The messenger was described as a kind of tall, skinny, ageless man in a black suit. Might ring some bells there. Absolutely, a man in black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first, the first chapter we had, um, the grey man, which is um, uh, Scotland's bigfoot. Essentially, there's a, a mountain range, the Cairngorms in Scotland, where people see this huge, hairy humanoid figure. But again, no physical evidence. So, is it a spiritual creature? Is it an actual physical cryptid? Yeah, there's a there's a theory which we have a good friend that that
2: is a we would call him a professional bigfoot hunter. Yeah. Oh man, um, that's a job title I want. <laughs> but it, it, he so he's never seen bigfoot and in the process of trying to find bigfoot, he's found all of these other weird things like like literally last night we were looking at a picture it it looks like a wolf standing up on two legs with like two human arms. That he caught oh, on man. on camera. That's so crazy. I, yeah, a lot of people think that Bigfoot is uh is kind of the one law that they threw out there to, to discredit a lot a lot of other things, um, at least in America. That uh but I mean who knows? Like some people have seen it with their own two odds.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of uh a lot of good reports out there. I I'm really into the feelings just now as to whether bigfoot is actual you know like a flesh and blood living thing or if it's kind of multi-dimensional or you know i just can't leave like an imprint here i think that's really interesting i never really thought about that until i started reading about that theory and i was like oh wow that is it's pretty out there but it's uh, it's a cool one
0: i believe if anything they're interdimensional for sure they just bounce it out in and out as well but yeah
2: he was he was recalling a story last night about so they were like perched up and it's almost dark almost pitch black dark and they start hearing trees break like something's barreling through the forest and there's a road in between them and where they're hearing this and it barrels through and then they hear something like bust out of the tree line like something huge and they all had spotlights and they all flip their spotlights on and they could still see like the where it exploded out of the woods. All the the trees are shaking and nothing.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was like a like a predator. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can see you. You can't see it. Yeah, ah, oh,
0: you- that's so wild. So have you seen since since you're since you're in the in the country? Have you seen the newest and uh, the newest Nessie videos? Oh, it's what. Back. I saw one a while ago.
1: I don't know. There might have been a newer one though.
0: I don't know if this is a uh, brand new, but let me show this one right here. Oh, they, I haven't seen this. They got the right there. It is. Yeah. Okay. They're um they're saying that it's back with a vengeance. Right there, you can <laughs> see it. So apparently, there hadn't been any like real sightings in a while until these new ones started coming out. This is just one of them. You see it right there yeah you know what i think i have the solution i've been thinking about this you know how
2: well they they do this in america to kind of get get a count of fish populations and stuff they'll go out like on the river and they'll hit the water with like ten thousand volts to get to get the fish to float up and stuff (laughs) i think we just need to to get like something even more massive than that and just literally <laughs> kill everything
0: <laughs> to see what comes up. We'll a, electrocute the law. <laughs> that's called animal cruelty, I believe, totally.
2: <laughs> well, you get into bylaws like how in, in Kentucky they don't consider chickens an animal because they don't have four legs.
1: What do they consider
2: them? It's like a, a non-human <laughs> that, that's why like, I swear to God, in it, it, it Kentucky, uh, that's why that's how they're able to fight chickens because they're not considered animals. Wow. Oh, man.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. That
2: makes me yeah. proud to
0: be a Kentuckian. <laughs> that, that,
2: that's why. That's why, like, dog fighting is illegal, but chicken fighting is legal.
1: I didn't know that was still legal anywhere. To be uh, honest, no. I thought like, well, that was.
0: I was like, what <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was illegal in Kentucky until this very moment. Well, unless something's changed, it wasn't illegal.
2: I mean, that's how all those, like in our hometown, there were chicken fighting places everywhere where people. It, the only illegal thing about it is they were gambling money on them.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was getting ready to say those got raided all the time. Yeah.
1: So you can do it. You just got. You just got bet on it. Yeah. You can <laughs> do it. <before. laughs> <laughs> the point,
0: <laughs> Only for sport, you know, just to watch something die yeah. <laughs> that you're not going to use. Oh, Lord. Yep.
2: So, so, maybe there's a bylaw that says that, you know, Nessie isn't an animal because it's like a legendary creature, like a cryptid.
1: Well, yeah, if it's like, if it's mythical, I guess, I guess it doesn't have the same rights as other animals. Exactly. <laughs> it, <laughs>
2: Um, it'd it'd be like bigfoot you know if somebody saw bigfoot in the right capacity they would shoot it for for sure oh definitely yeah depends on
0: how close it was and how fast isn't
2: there isn't there a reward for for proof
0: yeah for sure um i think they even opened up a hunting season for it in one state oklahoma yeah
1: i remember reading about that that was uh that's pretty fun
0: why would (laughs) they do that you know it's so ridiculous because if you, if you want, like, if these things existed, they would probably be somewhat intelligent, you would think. Well, there was that guy that found
2: a dead body of one and put it in his freezer, and then, I think, what was it? The Smithsonian came and took it away?
0: Yeah. They come and take everything away. So, what else? Do you have any more chapters that you want to release? <laughs> well, we, we always hit
1: the ditch, Martin. <laughs> um yeah so th- those are the three chapters that are online right now that you can read uh oh man so i got some good ones i got um the ringcroft poltergeist it was about uh, a farm that was inhabited by this poltergeist that eventually got called the trouble it would uh basically try and burn the place down torment the family it was pretty crazy there was some elements of witchcraft might have been involved it was a little bit similar to the Bell Witch case in America, actually. A little bit similar. So that's a pretty good one. Um, I totally went blank on what I've even wrote in my own book.
0: <laughs> Do you partake in the Chiba?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is after five o'clock. Your time it done. is, man. It's half eight. <laughs> um, I've I've got a chapter on a Scottish Loch monster, but. Maybe not the one you're thinking of. Really? Oh yeah, we have uh, more lock monsters than just Nessie. Nice. You know, uh, I think we've
2: talked about this before, but isn't there a theory that all the locks are connected
1: somehow, like through like underground cave water systems? Yeah, there's a theory that all the locks are connected through yeah these underwater cave systems, and that Nessie and Morag—that's the monster in Loch are, are the same animal. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, it could pop up in overlaws throughout the country if that was the case. And the reason it's not seen for years and years at a time is it could just be under in one of these tunnels in some location that people haven't found yet. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting how it could all just be one animal that hasn't been discovered. It could just be swimming the hollow
0: earth and hanging out down there and comes up every once in a while to see what's cracking up here. That is true. Because, like Tully found out the other day, there was a cave-in in China where they have found an ancient forest. It's huge. Like, massive. Like a like a sinkhole opened up. And, you know, I, I
2: forgot to throw this out there, but uh, like I do every
0: episode, but that could be related to CERN. And trees are 161 feet tall, they said in it. So that's Cause... a pretty significant size tree. Because you can't
2: tell me that they just discovered this random massive forest. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's that's telltale signs of particle acceleration to me. Like they yeeted it into existence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope that's a scientific term for it.
0: (laughs) Oh Lord. So the writing the book has taken away from your YouTube channel quite a bit. Have you have you thought what's your future with that? Are you going to go back to that or
1: yeah, yeah, I am gonna go back to it. eventually. It was when I was making the videos and writing the book at the same time, I kind of felt like I was making like a little bit of progress on both, but not a whole lot. So I decided just to kind of give the YouTube channel a break and put all my energy into the book. A lot of the stories in the book uh, have been on my YouTube channel. Um, I've left a few out, but there's a lot in the book that, you know, I haven't touched on in the channel yet. So there is a lot of like new stuff if you have watched the videos and even the ones, if you have seen the videos, I've added a whole bunch of new stuff into them. And uh, I actually find out more information on some of the stories I've told on the YouTube channel while I was writing. So to get even a little bit more in depth in the book.
0: How far do you go into Alistair's uh
1: <laughs> <Book>. <laughs> you know it's weird um, he kind of became a recurring character in the book which he he just turns off in weird places like um i've got a story in there about um an occultist who traveled to uh, one of the scottish islands and she was in uh, the order of the alpha and the omega which was an offshoot of the golden dawn so there's a good bit about Crowley in that, and kind of the Fracturing of uh, the Golden Dawn. He also turns up again when I talk about these guys who tried to perform an exorcism on Nessie at Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, man, the guy just turns up everywhere. It's kind of, if you've seen the book cover, he's very prominent in the middle, just because he unexpectedly became the main character. <laughs> That's
2: crazy
0: i'm super stoked that you wrote this honestly i cannot wait to get it
2: but so on your like when you pick back up on your youtube channel are you gonna like be branching out like to to different
1: areas of the world or i've got a few ideas um uh one of the things i kind of want to do soon is i want to visit some of the locations from the stories that i've been telling because a few of them are quite close to me and um other ones you know now that COVID's kind of over, I have the opportunity to travel a little bit more. So I can visit some of these places. Actually, um, the story I was just telling you about, about the occultists on the Scottish Island, I'm actually going to that island on the 4th of June. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of check out. I, she's actually, she's buried there. And um, yeah, a lot of the locations that she was kind of involved in, you know, the, the old ruins and stuff that she wanted to do her rituals at still there so i'm pretty excited to check that out
0: that's gonna be cool man and so you need to get all this done before uh we send our newest plague over to you all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've a time limit.
1: <laughs> um,
0: another tangent here about two months ago um bg as i like to refer to him as he's a He's a billionaire from America, if you can put the initials together, said, where are you working on the vaccine for the next epidemic? All right. So in Pennsylvania, there was a van that crashed with some monkeys that were from the CDC. Uh, When did that happen, Tully? There's been like two months ago or three months ago. (laughs) All right. So funny story this woman was a nurse and she was the first arrived and then she's like oh my god what's going on why are you hauling he's like oh, i'm hauling some cats she's like oh here kitty kitty and this monkey scratched her and she died like immediately
1: Man, so, that's the intro to 28 days later pretty much isn't
0: it yeah well this week in new england which is where pennsylvania is located roughly um monkey pox has shown up in humans In humans so, I saw
1: some news about that actually, yeah, and so,
0: and so in about another three months that wreck would have never happened, and they don't have any idea where this monkeypox came from. But they have how many doses already freeze dried on the on the eighteenth?
2: They said that thirteen million monkeypox smallpox vaccines were ordered.
0: Yep. So. That's the next one. <laughs> box, <yeah>. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. You are welcome.
2: <laughs> they they I
0: don't know, man. That the, the whole thing's
2: crazy. It,
0: I tried to look up some stuff about that wreck last night and there really wasn't how much how it, it d-
2: disappeared out of the
0: news almost immediately. Oh. But it happened. <laughs> so. So get your traveling in because we're going to go on a lockdown. So, not so
1: you're going traveling. Is there anywhere else you're going to be going? Right, that's the big one because that's um, I've got to get like two boats to get there. We're <laughs> I've, got to go, I've got to go to um, an island called Mull first. And then from there, I've got to get another boat to Iona, which is the island uh, that this girl was on. So, yeah, it's going to be it's a bit of a travel, but I think it's, it's going to be worth it. So will that Island just be to- like a like a day trip, or will it actually
2: take you a few days to, to get there?
1: It'll just be um, a day trip to get there. I'm staying there for a few days. Um, we're actually staying on this kind of like pod hot thing, like right on the beach. It looks pretty sick. It's like, um, it looks kind of like a hobbit hole, you know? <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited. That's cool. Yeah, right. man. It's going to be really cool.
0: Um, the wife and I are planning on trying to take it. significant trip within the next two years so um, one day you're going to wake up and I'm going to be knocking on your door is that cool?
1: oh that's cool man
0: (laughs) I'm here man
1: (laughs) I I won't even question how you got my address I'm just going to know you know it
0: (laughs) i would find it I used to deliver pizza (laughs) I know where the rock is (laughs) So, so, will this will your book be for sale on Amazon? Where are you going to sell it at? Um,
1: right now, it's going to be through Peregrine Coast Press. Um, It's just like a small, independent, like, Glasgow uh, publishing company. Really cool. They've done a lot of uh, cool, like, tabletop RPG stuff. Oh, shit. Just now. So, this is kind of the first um book of the style they're putting out. But, yeah, man, they formatted it for me and stuff it looks great I actually am um, just today I went and saw the physical copy for the first time mm. it looks incredible honestly man like I I can't wait for people to see it I think they're gonna be pretty mind blown by it can is it hardback or paperback or both it's gonna be paperback um I do like hardback so maybe some point in the future I'll do a run but uh paperback is gonna be uh, just for the first little bit I'll buy both of them
0: because I, I prefer hardback, but I want to read it as soon as it comes out. Um, so I'm I'm assuming shipping worldwide.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be shipping worldwide. Um, there'll also be digital versions as well if people uh, you know don't want to wait for the shipping or whatever. I'm gonna try and do an audio book as well. I'm just gonna sit down and read the whole thing at some point, so <laughs> that'll be available for if anyone doesn't like reading. Um. <laughs> I might need to buy it's that,
0: <laughs> 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 But, um, man, you've got, like, it seems like to me whenever you come up with a great idea like this, like, when people come up with great ideas, you could expand so much onto it. Like, have you ever thought about, like, maybe doing, like, a board game or something related to it or anything? Like, Unexplained Scotland as a brand sounds like
1: just genius. Uh, I haven't thought of a board game. I've I've started writing the second book, though so there is going to be a volume two nice that's awesome
0: it seems like you could just expand it so much like there's just so much just you could tap into that would make there is Uh, you know we we know a bunch
2: of different authors i think you know that martin but um there's one author that we know who also creates board games and I forget the site that you can use, but basically, you can create the board game, and it it doesn't cost you anything because they the the company doesn't actually make the game until somebody orders it. So it's like
0: they order it kind of, or they make them as people order them. I guess is
2: what I'm trying to say.
0: So basically, oh, what cool. we're basically what we're saying is we want you to make a board game so we can play it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you'll have i a, hadn't, you know, th- I hadn't th- thought about it but now
1: now i'm thinking that might be a really cool idea
2: <laughs> yeah i don't remember what the i don't remember what that that's called cecil
0: we'll find out I'll, I'll watch one of the older episodes hang
2: on I, I might be able to do it while you guys are talking
0: but that'd be cool shit like you'll you'll sell at least one
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need <laughs>
0: they're expensive as hell though man i think like 50 bucks or something Yeah, it would need to be a good board game. I need to really uh, put some effort (laughs) into that. (laughs) But that's the thing like, where you do the Unexplained Scotland, like the brand of it is is really intelligent because, like, other people do things for Scotland, but not as in depth as you have. Like, I've I've not found anything that's as in depth as your channel or as creative. Like, it seems like
1: a really good thing. Ah, thanks, man. I think a lot of people, um, You know, when they talk about this kind of stuff, they really do it, you know, kind of dry and textbook style. Yeah. But, you know, I I like having fun with it. I mean, I know you guys do too. So, yeah, it's one of those things. I think if you take it totally seriously, you know. So it's called called thegamecrafter.com. Thegamecrafter.com. I will definitely, I'll probably check it out right after this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
2: You can design your own board game and, um, It'll list, like, like the, the person we know, her name's Jenny, um, and she's got, like, 15 board games on there that she's made. And it's, it's kind of addicting to her because if you make it, you can also buy a copy for yourself. So she just creates her own board games and throws them out there if anybody wants to buy them, but
1: she makes them for herself a lot of the times. Oh, man, that's honestly so cool. That's not something I'd ever really – Thought about just like making a board game for yourself, but I really like that idea. I need to make one for myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Called Levels of Intox Intoxicated.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pull a card, Cecil goes to jail for a night. It's <laughs> every card. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it'd be fun though (laughs) so is there anything else like i know we cut you off on the last chapter is there any more you want to go over real quick
1: um i mean we got a lot of ufos in there a lot of alien stuff um the occult really prominent some good hauntings even have demonic possession cryptids definitely some cryptids from scotland um even people in scotland haven't heard of a few of these so (laughs) i go pretty deep with some of the weird stuff uh but yeah, if I think it sounds cool, check out the chapters that are online. Um, Pre-sale start May twenty seventh, which is actually my birthday as well. So nice. Yeah, so uh, make my day and uh, pre-order a copy. <laughs> How old are you gonna be? Twenty. <laughs> I wish, man. I'm gonna be thirty-two.
0: How <laughs> old? Thirty-two. You're, you're the
2: same age as me, Martin. I'm the same age as Ah. Tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> my birthday was in April,
0: though. <laughs> I'm gonna be 56. <laughs>
1: you only like a day over 55, <laughs>
0: but yeah. Um,
1: so what was the name of the site again? It's on a uh, Peregrine Coast Publishing. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or those guys, um, I've got the link up in my description. I post about it a whole lot. I'll be posting more as it gets closer to uh, the pre-orders and enduring, obviously. And uh, I'll be keeping everyone updated after, you know, they start printing and going out. Awesome. Okay, so in the book, um, like I said, uh, Alta Crowley is kind of a recurring character, but so are the men in black. They turn up in a lot of the stories. And when I was writing the book, occasionally I'd get like weird glitches only on the chapters the men in black were in, sometimes specifically in like the paragraph I was mentioning them in. So, I kind of I, I make a little joke in the book about how, you know, the men in black tried to interfere with the writing of the book. I was just kind of joking around. <laughs> the day I announced the book was being published, I was outside, um, I just going for a walk. I was sitting on a bench and a black Cadillac drove past me. Like the men in black are, you don't get those in Scotland. That's scary, man. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, nuts. they're. they're <laughs> They know Unexplained Scotland's coming out. Nice. Did
0: you flip them a bird like a true gangster?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just just watched it drive fast like, no way, man. (laughs) Lord. Oh, man.
0: So... You need to get a copy of this book as soon as it comes out, because more than likely Martin will be unalived. (laughs) Martin's not going to be
1: around long enough for volume two. (laughs) Get a coffee while you can. I'm going to mysteriously disappear very, very soon.
0: That's going to be cool. Well, well, Martin, thank you so much for coming and talk to us again. Hopefully next time we'll have more time. So totally out doing yard work and stuff.
2: Well, he, he <laughs> has to come on our uh, Weird Awakenings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, check out the book. Pre-sale goes on May 27th. We'll be sending out the link in our Twitter. You can check it out on Martin's. And yours is Unexplained Scotland,
1: right? It is, yeah.
0: So, at Unexplained Scotland or at Wearing the Folk, within the next few days, Um, you'll be able to see the link to purchase this book and get it because i'm getting mine and thank you for watching us because we're watching you